God. Time with God refreshes us, right? It guides us, it edifies us, encourages us, and sanctifies us. It is well worth our time and energy to make time for God and his word. And I am slowly learning how to be okay with being surrounded by unfinished tasks and instead just be present with those I love. I don't do this perfectly, but I am really learning how silly those things are, the cleanliness, the whatever, compared to enjoying the moment with the people that are there. So let those trivial things slide. And remember that the Lord is looking at your heart, not your hearth. You are listening to the Grand Prairie Alliance Church Women's Podcast, where our aim is to encourage, edify, and equip you as you grow in your faith. May we be salt and light in this dark, mixed-up world. Welcome to GPAC Women's Podcast. Hello, friends, and welcome to the first episode of 2024. I cannot believe that it's January already. Time passes at the same rate, yet I am always so surprised how each season and month just It seems to pass so much faster. Anyway, today's episode is actually episode number 10. And I know that doesn't seem like a lot, but for me, this is a a milestone. So if you've been listening with us all the way to 10, thank you so much. Um, I just really appreciate you, the listener. It really means a lot. If you're new, then welcome. Either way, I'm so happy to have your ear in this moment. And my apologies if this recording doesn't sound as clean and crisp as our other podcasts. I am recording this in the comfort of my home over the holiday break. With our holiday season winding down, we shift back into the regular schedules of hustle and bustle. And so I thought a fresh take on an old problem could be a good place to start our 2024 podcast journey. So how do we make time to be with God. It whether it's through prayer or reading his word or worshiping him, my question is essentially how do we live a life of worship in the hustle and the bustle? If you've listened to episode 2 with Chantel, she does wonderfully address this big question. So if you haven't listened to that, I welcome you to scroll on down to episode 2. But I did have some additional thoughts that I wanted to add that I that didn't come up in the interview. So here they are. Thought number one, we need to change our thinking about time with God. When I say that, what do you even think of? Time with God, time with God. Time with God can look very different to different people. This, I think, would be a wonderful conversational question to ask even a friend or a mentor. What is your favorite way to get alone time with God? I would even ask the friend or mentor, like, how do they build that into their daily life? And then I'd also ask, how do you create a life of worshiping God when life seems mundane or when life is in chaos? Or when, yeah, like I would even ask them to compare it between the mountaintop experience or seasons of life and the deep valley seasons of life. And by that, all I mean is, mountaintop meaning you're having some I would say like spiritual experiences with the Lord he is near 
and dear and you are just feeling very much in the mix of the amazing things the Lord is doing. Those are the mountaintop (laughs) that I'm talking about. But also a part of our life and our faith journey are these valleys. And by valley, I mean, it can feel like the Lord isn't near and dear. It can feel like you're not having spiritual experiences. You don't really feel like you're a part of this grand big plan. So to ask our mentor, our friend about that too, of like, man, it is hard to make time for God when I feel like I'm not close with the Lord no matter what I'm doing. So if you're in that place, uh, my heart feels for you. I definitely resonate with that. And yeah, you're not alone. And this is not a sign of um, spiritual weakness or any kind of negativeness in your, your walk with the Lord. It's unfortunately a season that many of us go through and sometimes multiple times. My second thought was, we need to stop and ask ourselves, is time with God another thing on our long to-do list? We shouldn't look at it as one more task to complete and get done. Although I think many of us do, right? It gets put on another thing to check off. But I think we need to maybe think about it like stopping to eat. Sometimes we don't want to stop to eat. Like, especially like when you're in crunch time, I know I have felt that way. I actually am not that hungry. I'd just rather get this done, right? But we need to actually stop and fuel ourselves because if you've done that before, you know it, you can only go so far and there is that crash and it would have been better to have stopped even for just five or 10 minutes, right? And fuel ourselves. Time with God is an opportunity to rest and nourish ourselves just like that with food. We need to ask God to help us flip a mental switch in our heads so that we don't feel burdened to make time with him but actually look forward to it and make it a priority. So whether it be time in his word or time journaling our prayers or maybe just journaling about our faith walk, um, maybe it's just praying or singing worship to him. These things aren't tasks that we have to do, but we get to do. Again, a mental switch, right? Like I get to serve the Lord. I get to connect with the Lord. I get to read about the Lord, right? Our motivation is important. Because guilt is a really crappy motivator. It doesn't build our relationship with the Lord, right? It doesn't bring us into wanting to be closer to him. It's a negative, overhanging, looming feeling. And yeah, who wants to spend time around someone that they feel really guilty around? I once heard a wise woman tell me about how before her husband and her were married and they were only dating, they sometimes went days or even weeks without seeing each other. And she said that when they finally were able to get together, they weren't mad at one another or resentful, but they were just so happy to be back together and they could finally reconnect. So she was just challenging me with not looking through the lens of like, oh, God is keeping this like tally of how many days since Vanessa, you know, what's Vanessa's streak at? She's been two days in a row of reading her Bible. Will she make it to three? These kind of things that are apps due to us on our phones, but to think about how eagerly the Lord waits for us um, because he loves us. And to think of it that way of when we approach our time with him 
to think of it as this amazing reconnection, just like when we haven't seen a friend for a long time. Yeah, who would want to spend time with a friend that when you finally do reconnect, it's, uh, oh, you haven't texted me in five days and we haven't seen each other in 84 days. And No, of course not. You want to reconnect with that friend who gives you a hug, asks how you're doing. And when it comes to being with the Lord, I think we should enter that space with him. Um, not in a, a heart of guilt, in a heart of fear, but of coming to the Lord. And basically, yeah, if it's, if it's falling before him in fatigue or whatever, that's what it is. If it's coming to him in joy and excitement and anticipation, then that's what it is. But yeah, of those good feelings, <laughs> we can come with other feelings too. But I'm just saying, we sh- if I don't feel like the Lord is putting that guilt on us. He wants us to enter uh, our time with him in a place of love, coming to him in love and understanding that he desires to spend time with us. Those are good things. The next point is rhythm. This one's hard. Is there a consistent space in your day that could allow for this special time with God? Maybe this seems obvious, but for some of us, it it's hard to sometimes figure this out. Um, I know that sometimes we feel like if we don't have a big enough chunk of time, then we don't even want to try or bother. Because, you know, it's so frustrating for us to bring out our journal and our Bible and then be interrupted literally minutes later. But I think we really need to think If we only have five minutes on our drive, let's start with five minutes. If we have 10 minutes, once the kids are down and the dishes are done, let's just give the Lord those 10 minutes. It's just so easy to think that an amount of time must equal something. If it's 30 minutes, oh, then you must have gotten this much deeper with the Lord. If it was only two minutes, no, we need to get rid rid, of that kind of like calculating cost effectiveness thing that we're doing and yeah if we have five minutes let's give the Lord five minutes and look for that rhythm if we can Uh, and we also need to be okay with things not going our way these two things really go hand in hand sometimes we have an ideal image of our time with the Lord right we know what we want it to look like for example let me paint a picture for you if you would let me picture a bench or maybe a soft big hammock overlooking a either rising sun or perhaps a sunset depending if you are an early bird or a night owl next to you is a quilt or fuzzy blanket and your favorite thirst quencher as well as your bible and a journal and there's trees that are surrounding you in a nature like katoo Oh my goodness, cocoon. Yes, that sounds like a dream. A wonderful, I would think, moment or while to be with the Lord. But if we can't have that every time we desire to be with God, does that mean we should just not meet with him? Obviously, no. We can't let unideal circumstances stop us from worshiping God, from meeting with God, from being with him. We need to put the connection above the circumstances and I know it's very easy for me to say that but I hope that you would know that that's very convicting for me as well connection before circumstances and I think that lays right into the gift of hospitality because 
lots of us don't want to connect unless our circumstances or situation around us is almost perfect, right? We don't want the friend to come over and see the mess. We don't want to invite the neighbor in because our kids in our di- their diaper or whatever. It's realizing, yeah, sometimes there's opportunities to connect right in this moment and that opportunity might not always be there. So that's like a little side trail. But for me, that's what I'm trying to understand what's really important. The connection over the perfect circumstances. My next point, number five, this one might hit a little closer to home for some people. I say that because it hits close for me. We have to realize we are in a tug of war between being present, being productive, or being swept away. And by swept away, I mean escaping to something else that, you know, it temporarily, it pulls us out of our reality. And I'm not sure about other people, but for me, I, I seem to really gravitate to being pulled out of my reality. Distraction, distraction, distraction. Some examples of this escaping would be like maybe gaming, social media, a favorite show or book that's really, you know, it's captivated our attention. We're thinking about it a lot. Or even a dysfunctional relationship, whether that's fictional or real, um, fact or fiction. But if we're going to be present with our family, like let's just be present with our family, right? Put the phone away, turn the show off, whatever it would be. Toss it to the side. And if you're going to spend time with the Lord, we should apply that same lesson. Let's spend time with the Lord in a present way. Put the phone away, that kind of thing. So here's a challenge for many of us. Instead of letting the never ceasing work that surrounds us physically or bombards us mentally, maybe we have like a list of things we think we need to do. Let's choose to enter a space somewhere where those things can kind of be left behind so that we can actually sit down and just be present with our family or with the Lord. Um, Yeah, if you're someone that like what I'm saying about the mental bombardment bombardedness of like I need to do this I need to do this I can't forget about that um the best thing I can suggest is like a brain dump so you literally grab a piece of paper and you just write out everything that you've been thinking about that you need to do and it can be the like silliest thing it could be like put the face cloths back in the basket to something big like pay off the mastercard but essentially you're writing it down as a list or whatever and you can leave it there But it's like you kind of just gave all of that to the piece of paper. And now it's like, God, I can focus on whatever it is ahead of me because now I've given it to the paper. I'm casting those cares there because I want to just focus on my time with you or with my kids playing whatever it would be. That's one advice for me. (laughs) Um, I also heard a speaker once say at a leadership summit that if you're someone who can't rest or relax until everything is like put away and just right... Um, She said, find a space that has a door to it, clean that room, clean, like get it to a place where you can sit and relax and then hopefully bring what you need into that room and close the door. Because the thing is, there's always mess. There's always something to do. And I think, um, I don't know if it's a woman thing or not. I won't say it is. It's probably just a human thing, but the mess will wait, right? It always will wait. Um, this past summer, our life group went camping to Grand Cache 
and I had forgotten to bring a baby monitor and our cabin was quite far away from all the fun. So when I put my kids down for nap or bedtime, I would just sit on the front porch and wait till it was nice and quiet for a while. And I luckily had also brought my Bible so I could just sit on that front cabin and yeah, read my Bible, almost describing that little dream perfect time before that I mentioned. Um, But what was lovely about it was I thought, man, if I was at home, I would see laundry that needs to be folded. I'd see dishes that need to be put away, toys on the floor. Like these are wonderful things. They're not just like burdens, but they're part of having wonderful things. But it just occurred to me that in this situation that I was in, um, I was just kind of forced to sit and whatever mess there was, it wasn't in my eyesight, but also I just couldn't deal with it right then and there. And it just was so eye-opening to me that, oh, I could probably do this every night after I put my kids down. I could just sit with my Bible and read my Bible, but it would have to be a very intentional thing of being okay with not everything cleaned up. (laughs) Anyway, it was a blessing and it was very nice to sit in nature and read my Bible. Uh, Time with God refreshes us, right? It guides us, it edifies us, encourages us, and sanctifies us. It is well worth our time and energy to make time for God and his word. And I am slowly learning how to be okay with being surrounded by unfinished tasks and instead just be present with those I love. I don't do this perfectly, but I am really learning or I feel like it's being shown to me often how silly those things are, the cleanliness, the whatever, compared to enjoying the moment with the people that are there. So let those trivial things slide. And remember that the Lord is looking at your heart, not your hearth. So number six is, if time alone with God sounds extremely challenging or even completely uninteresting, if you're being honest, right? Then I would just encourage you to pray. Just start there then. Ask the Lord to lead you and teach you how to be present and to give you the the great desire or a great desire and satisfaction to even have time with him and to spend with him. And another tip would be if you have a short attention span, I would say like set yourself up for success, right? That's what they, when you're teaching, they always say to help. That's like what we should do as teachers for our students. We don't want them to be immediately discouraged. Here's 100 words you need to learn. Oh my goodness, how discouraging. Here's five words you need to learn. Like let's set the bar low, but at a reasonable place where it's still challenging, but not so immensely challenging that you just want to quit. I think that's why lots of New Year's resolutions do end up because it's just, it's usually we've set the bar too high. So my advice would be to set a timer and then on your phone and then put your phone away so it doesn't distract you. So if you just want to, if you want to pray for three minutes, start there. If you want to read the word for three minutes, five minutes, whatever, or you just want to worship the Lord, having that set amount of time gives you a boundary and it helps you to realize kind of your start and finish. Um, And then I would just say start small and build up. You might just find the perfect balance of like, you know what? 10 minutes of this was great. More of it was too much or whatever it would be. Um, We don't want to set ourselves up for failure or discouragement. So if you know reading your Bible is hard right now, then just, yeah, start with five minutes. 
And yeah, I would just continue to pray that the Lord would build joy and um, just refresh you and yeah, build into you that way. Number eight is tweak as you go. So try getting up early. Some people love doing things early in the morning. Try right before bed. Other people are asleep by nine. They can't do anything before bed because they're so tired. Try while your kids nap. Just try different things. And, and this may help create that rhythm where God becomes enmeshed in your life and in your schedule. And try making the habit a priority. Number nine. Toby Mac has a song that says, I see you in everything. And this helps remind me that I can worship God and have a heart of worship while serving him in the things I am doing. So I might not be able to do a full in-depth, hardcore Bible study right now. But the reality is I'm still loving and serving the Lord in this season that I am in. So if it's the dishes I wash, the laundry I fold, the kid I dress, the food I prepare, the meeting I'm in, all these tasks allow for a joyful heart, a heart that is set upon glorifying God and reflecting on his goodness. Scripture is incredibly important to our growth and it nourishes us as Christians, but there are seasons where it is just challenging for whatever reason to be able to sit and read our Bibles. And I want to encourage you and encourage others in remembering that whatever you are doing, do it for the glory of the Lord and give thanks to him. And don't be afraid of letting others see you live that way because it usually stands out so starkly when someone joyfully, eagerly, yeah, serves the Lord. Like, yeah. I'm just saying, when we serve the Lord in the most smallest things and other people notice the joy we have, I feel like that is a huge testimony because people are like, why is this lady so happy to be working in the nursery or whatever it would be, right? Because we're doing it for the Lord. That is living a life of worship, one in submission to the Lord and scripture, where, yeah, it touches and flows into every aspect of our life. That is a life of worship. That is our goal, right? To love the Lord and just have him a part of everything. And remember that man looks at the outside, but the Lord is looking at our hearts, dear sisters. So point number 10, where I'd like to kind of wrap up, is I want to end with this. A few years ago, I asked um, a few ladies to do a Bible study with me. A study where it comes with a book to even write your answers in. And I so quickly found that for me personally, I really looked forward to meeting with those ladies to share what had stood out to me and also to hear what stood out to them. I looked forward also to saying to my husband, um, I have to go do my Bible study homework. And I would sit down and read my Bible and I, I got fun colored pens and I just enjoyed writing about the scriptures I was learning about. I found a way I liked being with the Lord. And I loved also that this group came with accountability. Because each week I would sit with these ladies and our rule was if you didn't do your homework, then you didn't share. So they would see if I did my homework or not. And yeah. So I just want to say don't be discouraged, my friends. Take the time to start trying different ways of connecting with the Lord. There are lots of apps. There are groups at churches. Uh, 
you could even join with fellow ladies who don't go to your church, but you know they believe. Um, you know, women who you're drawn to, who you want to learn from. There are so many different ways for us to grow in the Lord and in fellowship. Um, it could be listening to worship music while you walk in the woods. It could be praying while you snowshoe narrow trails or cross-country ski. Um, it could be listening to scripture while painting a picture or scrubbing a dish. It could be getting a study Bible or book that breaks down the Greek and cross-references it through the Bible and learning about the historical evidence because we all have different ways that we love connecting with the Lord. Ways that feel a little more natural to us and aren't so incredibly exhausting to try. But we don't know until we try. So let's be courageous and maybe try some new things. Thank you so much for listening today. It's my 10th episode, but also my first Vanessa rant. I don't feel like I ranted too much. But my prayer is that the Lord would really bless your heart and your hands as you submit to him and you pursue him. I pray that you would find a joyful way to connect with the Lord and that you will have grace for yourself. In any of those dry days or moments, the Lord sees you, my friend. And I just want to say God bless. And we'll see you next time. That is our episode for today. We want to thank you for listening. If you have any topic ideas you'd like us to cover, please send us an email to office at gpalliance.ca with the subject title of women's podcast in the title there. That way it gets to me. That would be great. We would love to hear any of your ideas. Lastly, we're trying to reach as many listeners as we can in hopes of growing the kingdom of God. Whether you tell someone in person about the podcast or leave us a review on your podcast app of choice, we would so appreciate it. Those things really help people find us. May the Lord bless you and keep you, dear friends. And until next time, God bless.